Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are a lifestyle show meant to empower women to live confident, prepared, and self-reliant lives. We talk everything from our favorite beauty products to concealed carry firearms and everything in between. We bring guests on our show with compelling stories that will inspire and encourage you in your journey. Now, you can not only listen to the audio, part of the Concealed Carry Network on your favorite podcast streaming service, but you can also watch our show by going to OpsLens.com or downloading the OpsLens app. This episode is brought to you by StalmyTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market, keeping women safe and stylish. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are here one more time. One more time. At the Turning Point Teen Student Action Summit. It's a mouthful. It is. Yes, <laughs> it is. The Teen Student TSAS. 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 We have got to talk to so many great Turning Point ambassadors, but we could not end this conference without, without letting a very special person get away and she was not going to she wasn't going to get to escape getting on camera and telling her even though she refused story. to um acknowledge my text messages asking her to be on our show should i just edit the text into it so they, <laughs> can, they can see that <laughs> yes. proof. proof of text <laughs> screenshot exactly. can we put that in there so what? for me question yep, exactly for those that don't know who we're about to introduce uh, we met her a few months back, and our lives have been so much more enriched. Am I saying that right? I'm trying yes. to figure out if my grammar's proper there. <laughs> but our lives are more enriched for knowing her. Her name is Abigail Hall. For she's those being so nice, <laughs> <laughs> but she's very being very honest as well. Yes. So Abigail is was our producer for our show um, with Ops Lens, and she has since gone on to bigger and better things and left us but that is okay but you, you know you know what when you're off when you're on this trajectory and yes. you're going up like this we are nothing but excited and happy yeah, for you of course so we miss you. you and you well, did and you such guys were a great a job part with, of that too so well you did such a great job with the show but we're we're really gonna miss you but i was so excited because we chatted briefly about this mm-hmm. you know when when you spend as much time as you do looking through footage as a producer i'm talking hours and hours and hours by the end of the day i would think you never really want to see our faces ever. <laughs> right <laughs> Or and then hear I follow us, them on Instagram. Or hear us talk. Or hear us. Like, you, you're over it. You're over yeah. us at that point. But you actually came and told me a totally different story. And as That's we were we talking about talk this, about. we said, you got to share this with our audience. We want to get an update of where you're at. So walk us I through. Wanna, before yeah. we get into that, because I want to kind of lead up to that, is, you know, when we signed on with Ops Lens, you had not heard of us, correct? No. And so we. Well, I mean, technically, a little bit. Well, right, because Amy, Amy had been right because she had been on their show a couple of times, but it was really in relation to Alexo, and that was about it. Um, and then really came into not your average gun girls several months later. Gotcha. So, so when we cool. when we rolled into the studio <laughs> with our luggage, <laughs> clothing racks. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like the the whole typical, like, just basically taking over. Had to have champagne on the set. Did they tell you that? It was a requirement. <laughs> it was in our rider. We're yeah. very particular. Green M&Ms only. No, gummy bears only. From Germany. From Germany. Harbo. Um, <laughs> very particular. <laughs> yes. But so we kind of rolled in there. You 
didn't really know what you were getting into. I'm curious, no. like, we kind of hit the ground running. We were filming episodes and doing all that stuff and interviewing different people and leading up to that and helping us get, you know, all the interviews set up. What were your initial thoughts just on, like, the concept of what you were getting into and what you were going to have to start producing? <laughs> well... It's kind of hard because Not Your Average Gun Girls is like ambiguous enough of a title mm -hmm. that you don't know what to expect. Perfect. You're yes. like, are they going to actually know what they're doing with guns or are they going to be, you know, frilly, like floofy girls who don't know anything about guns and how much is the show going to be about their heels? And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it wasn't, I really wasn't told much at all. And there was a lot of things kind of going on in the company at the time where like roles were being divided. And so it wasn't until, well, I don't know, like a week and a half before <laughs> we were really supposed to be filming that I was told, okay, well, this is actually going to be all you, all you. <laughs> and then I found out the other guy couldn't get a babysitter to be there on the weekend and so it really was not just me producing it. It was like all me, you. <laughs> everything. So like you guys showed up and I was like trying to make sure hair and makeup was there. And then she locked her keys in the car. Oh, that's right. Night. But it was like filming, editing, placing the cameras, mm -hmm. doing the audio. And there were just so many things going on. It was crazy. But, you know, before that, no one really told me anything. And all I knew about you guys was over email yeah. and a little bit from her interviews. And so I honestly, not going to lie, over email, Emily, you kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> you were always just so serious. And I was like, who am I talking to? What is going to happen? She's going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never heard that part of the story before. Oh my gosh, I How feel like that's just kind of like tip, really because that's what everyone tells me. Like they just, you know, I know. Look at your face. Every that, that's what it is. That's the problem. Is people think I'm just like this, like. Well, I just I think over email, you're just so like brief direct, and yes. direct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like I didn't really know what was going on, and so I was kind of like, sorry, what's gonna happen? Um, so, yeah, I really didn't know anything before getting you guys in. And then we sat down and we recorded that first episode together, which was with Rich Emberlin. Mm -hmm. And that story was insane. Yes. Yes. It was crazy just sitting there and you just get chills when he's like talking about mm -hmm. it. And it's me sitting there and our makeup girl, um, she was always awesome, but she is not exactly kind of like a gun person. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and so she was just like sitting there too. And we're both like staring at each other with like our jaws dropped. Like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess were you a gun person? Well, I'm from Montana. So in Montana, gosh, nearly everybody has a gun. I don't okay. think maybe I knew very many people who didn't. Uh, and my little brother, since he turned 18, he's like open carried a lot. But personally, I wasn't really a, kind of a gun person. So I also didn't necessarily think that I would kind of like click with your guys' show. You yeah. know, I wasn't like, are we going to be friends? Or yeah. is it going to be like strictly like producer, you know, client whatever, yeah. relationship, whatever, you know. So I was a little bit worried that you guys were really like very much guns. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't really until like two days before we had gotten you there, I was like really sitting down like, okay, I need to see like what's happening. Who are these people? <laughs> I just spent like 30 hours making an intro video and I still don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I just have all this footage of you guys. Like, I love the one in your intro. You're in a store and you're like looking in a mirror doing a little boomerang. And there's and this is that kid. little kid. <laughs> 
the kid that popped up. Yeah, this is from this kid. If and you know this kid, laughing at you. Just yeah, like, what are they doing? That's my favorite oh my clip. I probably watched it a million times. Yeah, that, that, that's funny. But it wasn't like until right before that I really started getting into like who you guys were and what you were doing, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like maybe they aren't just about guns, and maybe just because I'm not a super gun carrying kind of person maybe we will still get along you know so but after just that first round of filming like everything kind of changed and like my opinion on everything kind of changed I was like hmm like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) this is something completely different because even you know even growing up in Montana um being a, a very Republican or um to a state things like mm-hmm. that even then you know you don't get a lot of people don't really talk about it either right. you know so I'm not you're not really taught about it unless you're in a family who's like very much for it and my parents were never very political people either they my mom always joked she's like I don't have to tell you who I voted for that's one of my rights <laughs> and so I'm like okay mom like, well, that, yeah um, uh, my my parents are kind of opposite on the political spectrum and so they don't even talk about politics with each other and so growing up we were religious but not super political so to speak so you know this was kind of like a whole new world for me to be introduced to um and so it's just kind of I don't know it's just kind of crazy and then after that first week of filming, you know, just really getting to know who you guys are and what your mission was and things like that, everything kind of changed. And then, like you were mentioning earlier, when I came to film with you guys at the last event, which was in June, uh, everything was like completely different. (laughs) And I'm like over here buying your clothes. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, look at Emily's heels. (laughs) I need to own those. (laughs) And it was like, in a what was it? We filmed in April. Yeah, yeah, I think so. In like a series of two months, <laughs> I'm a totally different person. You've come on over to the dark You've side. Come on over, side. I know. yeah, the other side of the table too, because I'm really not ever, yes. ever, ever like used to this. Like, well, I love that when we were talking, you told me, "Hey, I never really thought about my personal mm-hmm. safety in this way." And it's not like you ran out and got a gun after well, watching our show, right? No. <laughs> uh, and I, I only just turned 21, which means I was only really just now be able to actually get concealed carry. Right. Yeah. Um, and Florida's not an open carry state unless you're camping, I think mm-hmm. is the, the law or something like that, um, which is different from Montana, but I've lived in Florida since I turned like 18 and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I never would have ever been able to have one anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, I was terrified by the idea of human trafficking and things like that. And there were things I went through in my childhood that just left me really scared. Wow. But too scared to the point of like, I don't know, like I didn't feel like I could do anything yeah. about right. it. Yeah, know? yeah. There's like a point of being oblivious and unaware. And then there's a point of being aware, but like overly aware. Yeah. Like you're yeah. shaking like, in your boots. Like, like, you. yes. yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I was scared of that kind of stuff, but I didn't really know what I could do about it. Or if I was, you know, strong enough or smart enough or whatever, you yeah. know, that kind of an idea. My sister, um, I, my both my sisters had some interactions as kids with people online. And it just terrified me mm. that I was like, some guy from the internet is going to come <laughs> and murder me. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Um, but like I said, I was just too scared to actually realize that 
you know, there are things I can do mm-hmm. yeah. to be safe or prepared or whatever. And, you know, you're never perfectly safe. You're never going to be 100% prepared right. or perfect. But you can do things to try, which is way better than not doing anything exactly. at all. Right. You know, and that's kind of how my perception changed after meeting you guys is, like, I'm still scared sometimes. You yeah. know? Sure. But... I'm much more aware of my surroundings and I'm much more aware of what I'm doing. I used to be the kind of person who would run with headphones or walk places with headphones because I didn't want people to bother me. Yeah, right. right. Uh, and I, I never really thought about the fact that like, hey, if someone came up behind me, could I hear them? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it was more, I haven't gone out and gotten self-defense tools or learned how to use them or anything like that quite yet. But it's definitely changed my perspective, how I go out into the world and how I view situations and my own personal safety. That is the most amazing thing to hear because that is why we do this. And I think that's why we wanted to have you on to once you told us that, because that is what, what you're saying is the mindset. And we always talk about it's got to start somewhere. And once you let that kind of dictate your thought process and say, Oh, what am I going to do? What's going to be the next step? You mm-hmm. you 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 already ditched the headphones. Like you are right. you are slowly taking the steps to become better prepared, mm-hmm. and so eventually, you know that road is going to get you to think more, and it's going to lead you down to okay, well maybe I need to get a self defense tool. What right. are my options? What am I comfortable with? And then who knows if what the next step for that is? That might be a firearm. It may not, and that's okay. But it's just this is what we we're always talking about. Is we're not asking you to all of a sudden become so paranoid that you can't. You have to go buy a gun and like build your shed and not go talk to anyone just ditch your headphones like pay attention like it's it's so little like that is such a tiny thing that can that can change someone's life yeah yeah. because it's a matter of being able to be prepared and know what might happen around you versus not at all well and you know like my fear of like someone trying to talk to me (laughs) is much smaller than my fear (laughs) of dying well (laughs) i'm I'm glad you you brought up that whole point you were you were courageous enough to be honest about the fact like you you didn't feel like you could do anything about it. You're not alone in that. That actually is a very common mentality for a lot of women. And so we love being able to get them from the point where they can acknowledge that to like, no, like I tell women all the time, I'm like, you can do it. You do have the strength and the power within you to, to do something about it. And that is one of the most empowering things when you are able to move to that place in your mind mm-hmm. and it's it's just so empowering so I'm really glad that you brought yeah. that point up because I know that a lot of women that listen to the show are definitely going to be able to relate to that well, when you hear those like horror stories like I don't know how you're not terrified right but typically when you're hearing those stories you're not hearing the other side like about what you can do to protect mm-hmm. yourself uh, to stop that never. from happening yeah you just hear never. about oh this woman was killed and chopped up and now she's missing or someone lost their daughter she was picked up at disney world my little sister went missing at disney world when we went when i was a kid and like she was fine yeah but i was terrified yeah and i was like she was right here and now she's not you Mm -hmm. know and it's just those things happen so easily Mm -hmm. and people don't realize it you know but no one ever tells you okay what do you do now we all stood there for a second like oh my god where is she yeah what do you do, you know, or, you know, other things like that. And it's just like, you hear all those stories. It's so easy to just get terrified of it. Yep. Right. 
but then it's where do you even start right. to figure out How what to do about it. at right. this point? Yeah, I, we, we talk about that a lot. We say we wish that news organizations would not end the story there. Not say, hey, a lady got into the wrong car thinking it was her Uber oh, car gosh. and she died. Right. Okay. I mean, I get you're just reporting the news, but like maybe let's do like an op-ed piece like right after it mm-hmm. where someone can say, hey, here's some things that you can do to make sure that you don't get into the wrong Uber car. Right. right. Something as simple as that. Or hey, if you do find yourself in the wrong car, Maybe you have a tool right. in your body that you can well, and I mean, do those, something to that, get out of it, you know. And mm-hmm. that's why we do this. I mean, that's why I I provide the, that type of information yep. on Stommy on Tactical yep. to help people kind of start getting to mm-hmm. that. Because nobody else, like the news isn't offering that. No, not so, at all. Well, and there's like little things that so many people just don't think about that. And, you know, I haven't gone out to get myself self-defense tools yet and I haven't learned anything but I am about to move as well and it's hard to sometimes take things across state lines or whatever but there are little things like I do keep my keys between my fingers just in case you know it's something I keep my hand on my phone with my finger on the home button because I don't think a lot of people realize but I think most people accidentally (laughs) bump the feature but when you do the emergency (laughs) call yeah but you can make emergency calls yeah three times and T-Mobile allows me to set it up to tell whoever it is exactly where my house is yeah. or where I live. That's great. And so T-Mobile and Apple both are taking small steps mm-hmm. to provide some sort of something. So if I do get in the wrong car and maybe I'm scared and I don't, what do I do? I just hit the emergency button on my phone and allow that to call the police. Mm-hmm. And then they'll either call you back or they'll know that something's up and then they'll reach out to my carrier and get the information and that sort of thing. And there's just like all these little things that you can start doing, you know, to start, getting into it and mm-hmm. protecting yourself but they don't tell you all of that right. stuff right. at all yeah. you know yeah well I, I i love it we really want it thank you for like actually like coming on the that side was... of the camera and doing this with us because we wanted you to share that because it really it really it, it's it, i think yeah it's encouraging and, and it i think hit home with us because you know we talked to so many women and there's and and their their story you know has been something has happened to them and we just love that like you have been directly impacted just by producing our show which yeah. we never I mean, it's not something we were like could have predicted or figured, but it was just, it was one of those like, really? Oh my gosh. Like, we were just. Someone's listening. Right. <laughs> Hello? I'm Someone listening. is listening. I listened like three or four or five times. I know. I so it's I really getting drilled yet. in there. But. <laughs> so basically, you can just sit in for, for me if I don't want to do it or if I'm out. Yeah, or if you I'm could sick. probably do, do the show, right? Yeah, you want to just. <laughs> yeah. This is what Emily would say. <laughs> I love that you just said it's difficult to cross state lines with certain self-defense yes. tools. I mean, that I <laughs> we're doing something here. Yes. Yeah. Well, we are so, so excited for what you have coming up. I know that you are no longer, you know, producing us with Ops Lens, but you've got so much going for you. You are an awesome producer and friend. Yes. Friend. You are definitely a friend. Like, you are part of like our crew now. And well, now we I don't just, even feel like I'm coming to these events to work because I'm like, oh, we're going to grab yeah, lunch yeah, and yeah. we're going to have dinner. And it's like, you know, I'm sitting here I mean, I'm sorry. Whatever, I just assume you're coming everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> right? You're coming. You're coming. And now us. I'm yeah. addicted to coffee with sorry. lemon in it. <laughs> All kinds. We're like really bad influence. Yeah, I mean, we're like, sorry. We're getting her. Sorry, not sorry. I don't know. Yeah. What are you going to go more with? 50 uh, La Colombe. <laughs> Coffee cold with bros. lemonades, cold brews, uh, some Gucci shoes, and more Alexo products. I mean, 
Yeah, it's definitely a problem. It's definitely a problem. not a bad one all, to have. All a good problem yeah. to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is the better problem to have. Exactly. My old problems were worse. Yeah. I was terrified well, and, to leave my house. Well, besides, well, now I like, can leave my house you go. and look good doing yes. it. Yes. Besides producing and doing an awesome job doing that, you also like your hobby. You love to do. You love photography right yeah yeah Yeah. I want to like share a little bit more about like your love for photography so people just know you're not just like we're not we haven't just worked you to death Uh, well close no (laughs) yeah no Um, sir (laughs) well I I studied music production which is funny most people don't know that because I don't do (laughs) I don't do it it. yeah Uh but music production and tv production are pretty related in Mm -hmm. the sense that you know, most producers, especially at the higher level, it's more of a managerial role in a yeah. sense, like managing the restaurant. Like you're putting people in that place. You're hiring the video producer and the editor and you're making it happen yeah. kind of a thing. And music production is essentially the same. And during college, right before college, I actually met my, my boyfriend, James, um, and he was a photographer. And we took this long road trip moving from Montana down to Florida and like this whole way, he's like taking all these cool photos and he's yes. got this nice camera. And I'm like, What's are you going to show me? Like, yeah. what, are these, what are these buttons? Like, I didn't know there was an option that wasn't automatic on this camera. Which to me, like, I'm so floored by because of like, what you do. Right. <laughs> um, and then I started working at my school. I started doing event photography and participating in, you know, almost events like this. Mm-hmm. I would go around and which is kind of what I've been doing. Um, the last couple of days as well, you know, taking candid photos of people and just getting people's interactions and reactions and things like that. And then it turned into more of like just a personal hobby for me. So every time I travel somewhere, I take tons of photos and do whatever. I don't always edit them and put them out because I don't always have the time. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed that you guys have normal jobs and keep your Instagram <laughs> up to date because mine is not. Struggle. Um, but it just kind of turned into like, that's like my passion. That's what I do. I go out when I'm having a horrible day, yeah. I go in, in Jacksonville, I've been going to the alligator farm mm-hmm. and I entered their contest for bird photography, which oh, I haven't wow, shown cool. anyone, Yeah, but they have all these beautiful migratory birds and oh, some wow. of the best photos I think I've ever taken. Wow. <laughs> wow. I see those. Yeah. Birds. You got to throw those up on your Instagram. Yeah. yeah I, I think I have to wait till the contest is over. Oh, see if uh, I win. Okay. And, Cause I can't publish them, but you know, that's just like, it's so nice to just go out and I, I mean, I'm out there for five, six, seven hours sometimes, wow. but it's just peaceful and quiet and it's just like all these birds. <laughs> it's the nice. weirdest thing because it's like that exact opposite of my day job, which is go, 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 right. go, 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 go. But I think every, you need to right. have like that kind of separation or, or that yeah. outlet to allow you to kind of just let go. Yeah. And and then it is also cool when you're traveling, you know, just sometimes finding the best photography mm-hmm. spots. Yeah. Also, it kind of leads to other things, and it leads to unless you're, if you're looking at Instagram spots, it gets pretty touristy. But other uh, photo yeah. spots that you can find, you know, it kind of takes you a little bit off the beaten path, and you can do a lot of cool things. So, uh, that's, that's definitely awesome. what I do for fun. I don't like to turn it into a job because then it gets too yeah. Then it's not like then, right. Then you have to. It's not fun you're anymore. obligated yeah. to do it versus right. doing it because you want to. Yeah. You can always tell when Abigail is taking a photo of us while we're at these conventions versus when <laughs> I take the photo. Or no, my favorite one yesterday was Emily with her coffee. I was trying to take a candid photo of her, and I look up and she's like I made staring a face. at me. Yeah, I saw her at the corner of my eye. I'm like, who's this person standing like close to me, creeping on her? Right. I'm like. <laughs> That. Always. Yeah, always. <laughs> always with coffee. Yep. Well, Abigail, thank you. Thank you so much for 
everything you have done for oh, yes. us, for your Thank friendship, you and for the story, and being able to, you know, come on the side and tell us all about it. We really, really appreciate it. Everything of course. That you well, do. meeting you guys has definitely changed my life in many ways and led me to where I am now. So awesome. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. And we're yeah. excited to see where your career goes and what your future holds for you mm-hmm. and all of that. So, a coffee addict. Yes, of coffee course. Uh huh. Coffee addict. <laughs> well, we hope you guys have enjoyed our time here in Washington, D.C. at the Turning Point Young. Not the Young Women's Leadership Summit, the Turning Point <laughs> Teen Student me. Action Summit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to so many of these, but we hope you have enjoyed just getting to know our guests and hearing their stories. And we will definitely see you next time here on another episode of Not Your Gun Girls. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.